Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking end zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know who that's? The Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for the 2022 NFL Draft Final Countdown. And so for that, we bring in our friend who is the co-founder over at U Stadium, Mr. Nick Spano. Nick, oh boy, we made it to draft night. Yeah, we did without, uh, not, not without a bunch of smoke and fire and craziness going on in, in the Jets world, but it's true, we're here, so... Um, now we can see what was what was true and what was not, and maybe take notes so that next year when all this happens again, we can say, well, this guy was wrong and this guy was wrong, so maybe we don't have to spend our entire days just kind of frantically deciding on who to believe and not. So <laughs> maybe we we need a uh, a cold takes account for for Jets news. That's for sure. By the way, before I forget, should remind everybody tonight we are going to be doing live draft coverage. All the details are on the U Stadium app and ustadium.com. Also, you can check the U Stadium Twitter account if you want more information on how to join us tonight live. But it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have guests. We're going to talk about all the picks. But Nick, before we get into anything else, I wanted to talk about where we're at with the Debo Samuel situation. Tim Kawakami from The Athletic, who's probably the best 49ers beat reporter out there right now. This is what he had to say. Likely a trade at this point wouldn't be announced until or unless the 49ers have a deal and the player they want is available, would be a trade on the clock. 
Put it this way, if I didn't think a Debo trade was a live possibility, I would not be going to 49ers HQ for the draft, and I am going to 49ers HQ for the draft. So what Tim Kawakami is saying is, it's definitely a possibility. Essentially what the 49ers are going to have to do here is decide, are they willing to dig their heels in and tell Debo Samuel you're not being moved and try and work out some sort of arrangement where they tell him stay here for a year next year if you still want to leave we'll tag you and trade you wherever you want to go. Or do they get what they can now and move on from Debo Samuel? Because, Nick, ultimately, the 49ers are going to be in a very uncomfortable position if they don't trade Debo Samuel. So they have to decide, are they willing to deal with that? And if they're not, they really have to make the move now because they're a team that was a quarter away from going to the Super Bowl last year. They believe they're contenders this year again. They're going to want assets that they can use right now, not assets they can use next year. Because remember, if they get draft picks for next year, not only do they not get assets right now, but they lose their best player in the deal, Debo Samuel. So it's almost a double whammy. So Nick, that's really where this is right now. The 49ers have to decide whether or not there's a deal in place that they like enough to pull the trigger. And as Tim Kawakami said, it'll probably be an on-the-clock deal if it happens at all. Yeah, and I think it boils down to basically is Debo as dug in as he claims, his team claims, to the, to the point where he won't even talk to the 49ers. It's, it's beyond any kind of repair for him. Um, and he is just saying, I, I am out of here. Don't, don't bother with any other uh, contract updates to, to what you had previously offered, which Debo took offense to. So it's, it's how, how will Debo let this play out? And is he willing to make it um, completely a, a pain in the ass for the 49ers to the, to the point where it's beyond repair? I do lean towards him getting dealt. I I believe he's as dug in, you know, speaking with members of his, you know, his team and just, you know, reading what's out there. It just seems like he is, he's over whatever's going on in San Fran. He's looking to, to go somewhere new. From what I was told, the Jets are willing financially to go to the amount um, percentage of guaranteed money that they were for Tyree kill in order to uh, meet what Debo and his team want. So, if they're willing to pony up the capital that it's going to take to get him, and it seems like they are, now it's really just the, the last part is, is whether it's convincing or you know, putting a deal on the table that the 49ers can't say no to. Um, that's obviously the next big step, and it's the, 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 the biggest hurdle, obviously, in any deal. So um, it's, still a, it's still a very good possibility. Uh, if if he is traded, I don't think there's any other team that is willing to go to to the extremes, I guess you can say, as uh, the Jets are. So it's something that you're going to just have to <laughs> be patient with. I know it's tough and it's been you know drawn out for so long already. The, it feels like just the entire offseason, you know, we've been chasing a, a big name here. And it's almost like you're chasing the boogeyman at this point because it just feels so far. Um, but. I would say that there's there's a good chance here. I don't know. I, I'm always asked like the percentages, and it's so hard to like guess. I guess if I had to, um, if I had to give an opinion, you know, based on stuff that I hear, is is I lean towards saying he is going to get traded, just because I do believe he's fully dug in and has you know wants nothing to do with the 49ers. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. 
Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Nick, let's talk what's going on with the Jets. Peter Schrager a week ago said that the Jets really liked Kayvon Thibodeau and that they had a meeting and it went well. And he thought that Thibodeau was probably going to be the pick at number four. I know that at U Stadium, you had reported that the Jets really liked Thibodeau. Now we're hearing reports that the Jets are not in on Thibodeau and they actually prefer Jermaine Johnson and Jermaine Johnson may be in play at number four. Also hearing that Ikemakwanu, the offensive tackle from NC State, could be a very real option at number four if he's available, even though the Jets have Mekhi Becton and George Fant at the two tackle spots. And Rich Simini from ESPN also suggested that Sauce Gardner, the corner from Cincinnati, could be in the mix as well. So a lot of conflicting signals. What do you make of all of this? Yeah, I mean, from from what I've heard, you know, dating back to a few weeks ago or you know, maybe even months, I, I just get lost in the days at this point. Um, the three names that, that I kept hearing that the Jets really like and that are in consideration, and I'm sure there's more, I just didn't, you know, wasn't told any, um, were Icky, uh, KT, and Jermaine Johnson. So in where they would take a guy, I'm not sure. It was just the three names that just kept coming up as um, those who were interested or interesting to the Jets. The the KT thing is just weird to me. And, you know, I tend to, at this time of the year, see who's reporting what and what does it mean. So the icky leaks, as we were talking about before the draft, they make sense to me because he's a guy who could go one, he could go three, he could go four, he can go five. Um, the Jets could be putting it out there and obviously linking the fact that Joe Douglas, an offensive line guy, obviously would love a guy like Iki Aquani because who doesn't? Um, you know, it's not about the player here. It's just about the position and the Jets need its needs elsewhere. So putting the fact out there, putting the, the Icky leaks out there is a way for maybe 
to spook the Jaguars into taking him one. So your guy falls spook the Texans into taking him at three, have another team from behind the jets five, whether it's the giants, maybe the Panthers, um, you know, another team further back trade up in front of the jets and get a guy that they want to fall. Um, the Jermaine Johnson thing, I'm trying to make sense of it, whether it's damage control or to ready the fan base because he's going to be the pick at 10 or, you know, that maybe they do really like Jermaine Johnson and his motor better than they do Kayvon Thibodeau. And it's putting it out there to just, again, damage control and say the whole time, well, we, we like this guy a lot better than Thibodeau. Um, get ready for it. <laughs> so that's kind of like the only uh, thing I can think of, because when you just look at the tape, look at the production, um, you know, think of the, the ceiling for these guys and, and the potential that Kayvon Thibodeau has. To me, it's just so much easier of a pick to make it Kayvon, right? So the, the Kayvon Thibodeau thing has been a wild ride the entire draft process. So why not go completely balls to the wall and go nuts and, and put out news that the Jets are not interested in him right now where the entire process and even as early as, as recent as last week when Schrager said the Jets loved Kayvon and everybody was mocking him after that. So I guess we just have to wait. And it, it's fun that way, man. Like I think knowing like last year, I think we all had good intel and good pretty much understanding that it was going to be Zach Wilson. So there was a little bit of that, um, you know, dramatic was gone. So I think this year, even from the number one pick on, having no idea, it almost feels like following the draft years ago when we didn't get all this info every day to our Twitters and, you know, in different outlets and whatnot. So it feels a little bit of that old school feel this year. So I'm a fan of that. And um, I'm not going to be surprised if they take Jermaine Johnson at four just because of the information over the past few weeks that, uh, you know, we were able to get and say, you know, the Jets really do like this guy, coached him at the Senior Bowl. I'm not going to be surprised if it's icky because of the obsession with offense alignment by Joe Douglas and probably would be the best player available at the point. Um, and the whole Makai Becton thing that we just can't ignore is the fact that the Jets just aren't happy with the progress or lack thereof um, from Becton on and off the field. So that's not going to surprise me. I think it's a lateral move. You know, I think Icky is a better prospect, a better player, but you're probably going to have to trade Becton at some point. You're going to get less value for him than, you know, than you would if you're trading him off of a good season. So it just doesn't make much sense to me. I would hope you can find an offensive tackle later in the draft. Joe Douglas is supposed to be an offensive guru, offensive line guru. Um, so you would think he can, you know, not have to invest another premium pick in an offensive tackle after doing, you know, picking two offensive linemen in the past two years in the first round. Nick, let's talk a little bit more about Kayvon Thibodeau. That's a confusing situation because we've heard everything from he's very much in play at number two to the Detroit Lions to he could fall out of the top 10. What are you hearing on him? And who are some other players that you're hearing could go higher or lower than most people expect? Yeah, the, the Thibodeau thing kind of is status quo. Like we reported how high the Lions are on him and I, he's a, a potential, he's in play for the Lions at number two. Um, so it really depends on what Jacksonville does. And um, would it be wild if, if Thibodeau goes before Hutchinson and he's sitting there at three? Um, I, I, I just, I can't see a slide from K, from Kayvon Thibodeau in a, in a draft like this. If, if he was in a draft like last year, right. You know, with the two quarterbacks, the two elite playmakers. Um, okay. I could see it. Look at Micah Parsons, right. He slipped uh, in a draft like this, where there's just not enough elite potential 
on both sides of the ball. There's no quarterback. You know, there's teams sitting there probably with a, 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 a cluster of guys in their top five of their draft and to not bet on a potential player like him. How, do, how does he fall out of the top 10? I just at, at a premium position too. It's not like Kyle Hamilton where he's a safety, which is a, you know, a, a non-premium position. And there's some red flags with, with him just athletically. I, I totally get that. I was on the train, probably not to toot my own horn, but months ago with the Kyle Hamilton falling out of the top 10. Thibodeau just doesn't make any sense to me. So I, I yeah, it'd be worst case scenario for Jet fans if he lands with the Giants. So I don't, I don't see him falling out of the top 10. Nick, what are you hearing in terms of teams that are most likely to move up or move down? Yeah, I, I know Rappaport put out a report yesterday about the Eagles being aggressive to looking to move up. Um, there's talks that the Ravens are, uh, Cowboys coming all the way up. I don't, I don't see that one. I think it would just take too much. Um, then you have the teams looking to move back in Carolina and the Giants from six and seven. Um, I, I, it's, it's, it's hard in a year like this, right? Because usually when you're making that move up, it's for the quarterback. And I think more teams are, are hoping that or expecting that these guys fall more than they feel they need to get up and go get a guy. So I don't know if at the end of the day any of these teams do move up. I think the Chiefs are another team to watch to move up if, if a guy at a premium position starts falling, um, you know, pass rusher or corner, uh, maybe even one of the receivers. But they're more likely to just kind of sit back there. And I know a lot of people are mocking receiver to them, and it makes sense because they traded Tyreek. But they did add two receivers in free agency and um, lost some guys on defense. And obviously in that division, they're, they're going to need to put some guys out there who can stop these other teams from scoring points. So maybe they do go defense there. Nick, anything else interesting that you've been hearing in the lead up to the draft with very little time to go before the selections are made? Yeah. I mean, you always, you always look at like players who could fall and rise. And, and obviously we've heard a ton of rumors about Tyler Linderbaum falling the Kobe Dean, I think a guy to watch who a lot of people are forgetting about, and I know Jeff fans don't love, is Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle. If there is a – if if the Jets don't take Icky at four and, you know, they're sitting there at 10 and they, they can move back a few spots, I think he's definitely a guy to watch. I've heard that the entire time, how Joe Douglas really likes him. Um, so maybe if, if he throws a bone to Salah and gives him the defensive player at four – Penning is a guy that they can, you know, sit back or trade even trade back a few spots and take. So just throwing some other options out there, obviously, um, just some names that we just haven't. I mean, we've heard we've heard all the names ad nauseum at this point. So Penning is an outside guy. I don't think it would happen, but I do know that they they do like him quite a bit. Um, and the Stingley thing that you mentioned is crazy too, because now he's the betting favorite to go number three to the Texans over sauce. And that would be kind of crazy. I think I, I would all day, I would take sauce. I just feel more comfortable health wise, size wise, what we've seen on tape. Um, so the Stingley thing would be an upset to me, but he's gaining a ton of steam in the top 10, almost, almost a lock. If there is ever a lock in the NFL draft um, to go number 10 and definitely uh, the Brees hall going in the late first round is one that I could see. I could buy that for sure. Um, and even Quay Walker and George Pickens, two Georgia guys, um, them finding their way into the bottom of the first round are, are something to watch for sure. Nick, based on the most recent reports, it sounds like Trayvon Walker is the heavy favorite to go number one overall to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's still possible that somebody else could go in that spot, maybe Aiden Hutchinson, maybe an offensive lineman. 
Then we talked about Detroit. Could it be Kayvon Thibodeau? Could it be whoever doesn't get picked between Walker and Hutchinson? Or if they take an offensive lineman at number one, could it be Walker or Hutchinson? At the moment, how do you see this playing out with the number one and number two picks? Yeah, I think Icky's definitely still playing number one. And I've been on the Icky number one train for months now. I think he's going to be the pick. I think the Trayvon Walker thing is probably uh, bulky, just trying to you know strong arm the Jaguars here and take that, take him, and he's leaking it to uh, you know the public just to kind of put it out there so that it's not such a shock if he goes one or two. Um, so Icky one, Hutchinson two. You know, then where does Trayvon Walker go if he doesn't go one or two? Like, do the Texans take him? I don't know. Do the, does, do the Jets go and, and take him now? I, I don't think so. Um, so you, there could be a situation where Walker, if he doesn't go one, he falls out of the top five. So it's a, uh, it's interesting. I mean, I think I think Icky makes so much sense for the Jaguars and, and where they are currently and, and hiring Doug Peterson. If if Shad Khan allows Balky to make a massive decision like this and it's not what Doug Peterson wants, you're just asking for trouble. <laughs> like it's just how do you fail a quarterback? Um and that's how, you know, you're you're everything you should let Trevor Lawrence make the pick. Um so I, that's why I, I still think that the offensive tackles in play at number one. And then, you know, the Hutchinson thing is is interesting. Like do does does Detroit does Detroit go for Walker over Hutchinson? I, I don't know. And then and Hutchinson sitting at three. If that's the case, if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm calling and moving up. Or if even Detroit is not 100% sold on Hutchinson, I'm moving up if I'm if I'm Douglas. But um, I haven't heard any anything like that. So that's more just hope, you know wishful thinking, I guess at this point. So it's uh, I could see I could see anything happening. It seems like Hutchinson's not going to be the picket one at this point. It's more like Icky or uh, Trayvon Walker. So Detroit could get what they want at number two and. Um, I do know that Thibodeau's in, in talks for number two, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be really fun tonight. It, I think anything could happen. Obviously we're prepared for almost everything now at this point, right? Cause we were told there's four guys in potential at number one. And then, you know, the lions could get whoever isn't picked out of the edge rusher. So I think we know that Icky's not going to go too. they just invested in Panay Sewell. They have a pretty solid offensive line in Detroit. Um, but then Icky could could Houston take Icky and, and invest in their offense? Like I think Peter Schrager mentioned, they they are very high on Davis Mills and they want to support him. Um, or do they go the defensive route and take one of these corners? So I don't think there's anything you can write in ink at this point. I think it's all in pencil and make sure that that eraser is working because anything could happen. Nick Spano, co-founder of Youth Stadium, thank you so much for coming on and breaking down the last-minute draft whispers and news and notes with me. Really appreciate it. For those that want to join us, I want you to go into more detail on what we've got in store tonight. And also, everybody should download the app, and they should definitely take part in the takes feature. Yeah, I would would suggest that if you have a strong opinion or um, prediction on what's going on tonight, whether it's with the Jets, whether it's the number one pick, anything, a Debo Samuel, Go to the U Stadium app, make a username, send us that username in a DM, and we will send you points uh, for your first take, whether you want to join one that's already created or you want to make one of your own. So um, if you think if you think Trayvon Walker is going number one, uh, you can join one of the takes that are already made. Or if you think that the Jets are going to select Jermaine Johnson at number one, at uh, number four, create the take, throw some points on it, put it out there, and you can win some money off of your uh, draft prediction. So 
shoot us a DM. We'll send you those points and, uh, you know, turn those notifications on because it's it's going to be a wild few hours before the draft. Wild few hours indeed. Make sure you join us tonight live with you stadium. And of course, download the app if you haven't done so already. You should also subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't done that already. Watch all the All-22 breakdowns that the Thunder from down under Luke Grant has up. He's got a bunch of the prospects that we just talked about that are going to be in play early in the draft. If you want to watch them before the draft or even after the draft, if the Jets grab one or two of them, they'll be there up on our YouTube channel. So make sure you watch those videos. Subscribe if you haven't already. Visit playlikeajet.com and our store over at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.